Jesus is enough. Welcome to Grace Walk Radio. I'm your host, Derek Lewandowski, and I'm here with Icebergs of Wrath, Caleb Berg. Uh, howdy. We yeah, we haven't done that one in a while. I know. I, I just I don't know why it's fresh on the brain. Um, the the NFL draft just happened. That, that's Caleb's uh, fantasy football name. Interesting. So yeah. Um, so I, I think be, because of the NFL draft, it's it's fresh on the brain, and and it's it's just freaking awesome. <laughs> I have to say, you know, when when we decided to do the fantasy football thing, or when I was invited to do the fantasy football thing. I, I think the only thing I've done really well was design an excellent helmet. <laughs> I designed like a logo. You know, everybody's got their little logos. Most of the time it's just like a picture of themselves or something. And I actually designed a helmet, like a like an official That's helmet. That's pretty epic. It's Is an, it like it's an, an iceberg with blood dripping off of it? Are we talking like <laughs> Titanic iceberg or yes. like iceberg lettuce? Because I just don't know where to go with that. <laughs> No lettuce. No lettuce. Interesting. I mean, an iceberg of wrath, the lettuce with blood dripping off I of it. I think in his mind, it was the Titanic iceberg. Ah, but what, the gotcha. way the season actually played out, it was more like... Like the Titanic hit the iceberg and the iceberg sunk. <laughs> so the iceberg <laughs> lettuce. It's like the iceberg lettuce. <laughs> but um, uh, hey, we uh, obviously there's another voice here on the show again today. Uh, we have Kelsey Lehman here Hello. with us again. And she's just here to talk about Jesus with us and just yeah. talk about... Galatians, as we're as we're still uh, in this series, and who knows, we might be in Galatians until Jesus comes back. I think this is number nineteen. It is. Oh wow! But uh, welcome, Kelsey. Thank you. Um, so our mission here on Grace Walk Radio is to talk about the gospel and belief and practice and how to live under grace in a modern world. You cannot get beyond the Bible. You cannot get beyond grace. It is absolutely relevant uh, in every way to the issues that face the heart and society today and culture today. And um, we're going to see that as we drop into our text today, which is Galatians chapter 5. We're just going to look at verses 1 through 6 in Galatians 5, and then uh, we'll just uh, just talk about it and point to, point to Jesus again. So, Caleb, you got that? Yeah. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from Christ. You who would be justified by the law, you have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through love. Amen. Well, this is loaded with gospel dynamite. I mean, we could literally spend a couple of hours on this, on these uh, six verses. Uh, but first, there's a, an old Dare 11 song that came yeah. to my head. Did it come to your head as well? Yes. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Everybody know. <laughs> no? Okay, no? I didn't know we were singing. Bueller? <laughs> Um, freedom. This, this is true freedom. And I don't know, I think, I think um, when I would hear this verse preached on uh, in my Christian experience, you know, at youth conferences, it would be talked about like, you can be free from bondages and you can be free right. from sin and mm-hmm. amen, but context is king, right? right. Yeah. It's not what's being talked about here. Uh, this, this, 
text is in the middle of a book where Paul is pushing back against the false teaching that had come into the church, that you are saved by your obedience to the law, mm-hmm. beginning with circumcision, and then add the keeping of Sabbaths and the law of Moses. And, and now Paul is reaching a crescendo here in this book as he's made his case for the, 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 the better covenant, the covenant of grace, mm-hmm. uh, that, that that is the way that we are justified before God. That is how we are brought uh, before the Father in, in robes of righteousness is through Christ. Now he says, for freedom. Christ has set us free. Mm-hmm. And so the freedom that he's talking about is the freedom from being under law. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you have to see in Paul's teachings, especially in this book, that you're either under law or you are under grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't be off by degree mm-hmm. when it comes to grace. To be off by degree is to be under law. That, that's the, the whole argument Paul's making. Because in some ways, um, I think the false teaching may have come across as reasonable and just, just adding just a little bit more, mm-hmm. right, for, for your justification. And Paul says, it's not the gospel. Um, you are now under law. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he gets in to, into this very text as to some of the terrible, awful, horrific symptoms of that. But he starts by saying, for freedom, Christ set us free. We are free from being under law. Not, he's not, this is not a case for discarding the law or disrespecting the law or having a low view or esteem of the law. It's actually having a high view and a high esteem of the law because it's saying, I am unable to keep it. I am unable to make myself righteous by balancing the scales, by my own works, by my own righteousness. Um, I need another way, and it's the way of grace. And now we're free of the weight of the law because now we see that Christ took it in himself and on himself, and that, that is true freedom. Uh, when we can finally look at the Father mm-hmm. and, and see a Father and not a judge, right. and we can walk in the, the sun rays of his love, the, the same love that he had for Christ's Son at the waters of baptism. This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We're in Christ. We're united with Christ. That same love, eternal love that the Father had for the Son for all of eternity, we are now in the sun rays of that same love because we're in Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that some of the ways that this plays out in a modern context, you know, I, I don't see too many people having the debate over circumcision or uncircumcision anymore. Um, but uh, there's definitely a slew of, of things that comes up, you know, mm-hmm. probably a hotbed right now, as it has been for some time, is politics. I just, in the last, like, 45 minutes, saw a post on Instagram, uh, a quote of Martin Lloyd-Jones, who I'm a big fan of, but... Um, This quote basically said, you know, and and this might make a few people upset, so trigger warning. Um, But he said, you know, it doesn't matter which side of the political uh, aisle you're on, left or right. That's not going to matter when it comes to eternity. What's going to matter is faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, so Jesus plus political affiliation, it's legalism. You know, and I think that plays out in some pretty intense ways. You know, obviously the gospel uh, informs all of life. That's been one of the goals of this podcast is to look at life through the lens of the gospel. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that you could say, and, you know, I recently heard a sermon or heard some highlights of a sermon on, um, is really both Republican, Democrat, both are world systems. Mm -hmm. Both serve the beast. 
Hmm. And and that can sometimes be harsh, and maybe we kind of cringe when we hear that because I'm going to be a Republican until the day I die type of sentiment because that's Jesus' party. But it's not. You know, th- there's good things that are redeemable out of that, but we should not feel too comfortable in either. I'm not trying to make this podcast about politics, but um, it's you, you preached a sermon series, Derek, called Jesus Plus Nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the process of that, politics could be one of those things that sometimes people make a Jesus Plus and then turn it into a legalism. It turns into a law. So if you're not um, all these things that I am, mm-hmm. conservative, you know, all these wonderful political things, then you are not a believer because Jesus would be this, 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 and this. And mm-hmm. it's adding to the gospel. That's why we do say that the gospel is slippery because it probably started with, yeah, that, that might be wisdom. You know, that might be a good idea to mm-hmm. be this, this, and this. And before long, it's become, um, you can't really be a Christian unless you're this, 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 and this. Right. I think another way I see it playing out is we do the Jesus plus this, but I think we also see this bondage to the law playing out when we can't forgive ourselves for the sins in our past. We continue to condemn ourselves. We beat ourselves up Mm -hmm. um, and just live under this weight of shame. And we think that we're doing the right thing by living under that constant feeling of shame and Mm -hmm. guilt and condemnation. Like, this is the holy thing to do. This is the righteous and pious thing to do is to punish myself for this sin. But again, we've put ourselves under bondage to the law. And what we've said in that situation is, I don't believe that Christ and Christ alone was enough. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a, uh, I don't know, a version of of doing penance. Mm, Like when I sin, I need to like repent 10 times and kind of mutilate myself with guilt and condemnation you know, be, before I'm actually free of the sin. And, and mm-hmm. it's really, it really is unbelief. It's really saying that Jesus' cross wasn't enough for me. I need to add to it with my penance. I need to add to it with my self-hatred right. and my self-mutilation. And, and I think one of, the, one of the ways you know you're growing in grace and growing in the gospel is when you can get to the cross quickly mm-hmm. after you sin. Not in a way where it's, I'm not selling cheap grace here or, or saying that we shouldn't be serious about sin. We are very serious about sin. That's why we're looking to the cross mm-hmm. where sin was dealt with most in the most serious way. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's learning the instinct of throwing off the condemnation, you know, that no condemnation living, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ mm-hmm. because Christ said it is finished and his sacrifice uh, was and is sufficient for me, I can return quickly to Christ right. and get up and move on from my sin because not doing so, I think, is actually one of the things that perpetuates sin. Mm-hmm. It yeah. keeps a person down, Be- right? Because I think it's really a form of idolatry. It's the idolatry of self. Yeah. Like it's my self-righteousness and my ability to follow the law mm-hmm. that's going to save me. And I'll never forget in my own college experience just was really struggling with that and, you know, trying to be the good Christian and do all the right things and just kept messing up. And it was really discouraging. And the Lord led me to a verse in Psalms. I wish I could tell you which Psalm. 73? Question mark? I don't know. Um, It's in the Bible. But exactly. And it's just the verse that says, my heart and flesh may fail. And there's more good stuff in that verse, but I got stuck on that. My heart and my flesh will fail, like they're going to. Mm -hmm. Not only my flesh, like I'm going to make a mistake, but also my heart, I'm not going to want the right things. And Mm -hmm. so just coming to terms with the insufficiency of self, 
I think helped kind of tear down that idol and bring me to grace and like Christ is sufficient because mm. I will fail. It's slavery. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the word Paul uses. It's slavery. And the, the interesting thing I want to point out here in this verse is do not submit again. Mm. So what was the again? Like if you look back at what was their, what was their history? Well, their history was the worship of false gods. It wasn't even the Christian faith it, or you know, some version of Christendom or Christian mm-hmm. religion. It was, it was false religion. And Paul is saying that when you give into legalism, it is fundamentally the same thing as worshiping a false god. Why? What did a false god expect of a person? Well, uh, we're going we're gonna, to um, make sacrifices to the, you know, the agricultural gods or the mm-hmm. river gods to you know, <clears throat> give us a good catch of fish or you know, mm-hmm. we, need, we want a good crop or uh, you know, the, the, the goddess of love so that I can you know, find a, a spouse or a mate mm-hmm. or, or satisfy my sexual desire. And you're always having to do something mm-hmm. for those gods to yeah. offset and like, um, you know, like propitiate or, or mediate their, their wrath toward you. You don't want them right. to ravage your crops and you don't want a drought and uh, you, know, you don't want to not have your basic human uh, needs or pleasures not met. And so you're always making sacrifices, whether it's you know, of your crops or your animals, you know, blood sacrifices like they would do or just time. And it's slavery mm-hmm. because it's always on you to appease the God. And Paul is saying that if you come under law, it's fundamentally the same thing. You're having to make sacrifices for mm-hmm. your... Great point, Kelsey. You're having to make a sacrifice for your idol, which in this case mm-hmm. is you and your righteousness mm-hmm. and your uh, power, your ability to please God, um, your obedience. And it's never enough. It's, it's slavery. It, it's weight. It's, uh, it's not freedom. And so uh, that's the again there. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to, to think about, but you know, these people were becoming, quote-unquote, more obedient to God, more religious, mm. and yet they were falling under the same slavery that they experienced when they had once worshipped false gods and idols. Yeah. And, and Paul says, you know, like, if you've, if you've done this specific to circumcision, well, then you're obligated to keep the whole law. Mm. And so, you, you know, you talked about kind of the obligation to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And they are, you know, like, they're literally brought back into that. And... I mean, Jesus in his teaching on the law, you know, like the Sermon on the Mount or dealing with the rich young ruler, all dealing with the law, he points out, like, the law goes far deeper, far deeper and, well, in another sense, far higher than you could ever possibly keep. So, Mm -hmm. again, like, turning this back to those Judaizers, how do you possibly think you're going to fulfill all the obligations of the law? You can't. Mm -hmm. You know, you... The, the very heart of of man, um, <clears throat> you can't do those things. You're not strong mm-hmm. enough. You, you, you're not going to want it enough. You're not going to be able to be faithful enough. You know, no matter how hard you try, there will be one area at least you fall short in. And then mm-hmm. you look at the book of James, and he says, if you've, you know, fallen in one, you've fallen in all. Mm-hmm. Right. So y- y- you're literally going to fail the law. There's no way you can keep it. There's mm-hmm. no way. It's interesting. I uh, I have some people I, I know back from my college days, and they have um, 
kind of gotten into a mode where they do like they want to follow Old Testament law. And so, you know, they keep the Sabbath from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday Mm. and they don't eat pork. And it's interesting to talk to them because you do have to ask that question, where does it end then? And you have to start tying some really interesting theological knots around things to justify the things that you can't keep in the law. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have to keep these because X, Y, and Z, but I like these, we don't have to follow anymore. And you, yeah, you have to do weird theological acrobatics to justify why these laws, but not the other ones. Well, and um, it begs a very huge question of... Why are you defining something as righteous for a Christian mm-hmm. that the gospel does not? Right. You know, like if, if you take something farther than scripture or value something or define something differently than God does mm-hmm. in the gospel, um, then, you know, you're not far from a golden calf mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you've, you've stumbled into legalism. I mean, Paul at times is like, what are you doing? You're keeping festivals. <laughs> what are you doing? You're keeping Sabbaths. Like mm-hmm. he, he was... He was livid over the fact that they had uh, returned to externals as a means of righteousness and saw value in that when they'd already seen Christ as, clear, you know, as clearly portrayed as crucified among them. You've already seen the beauty of Christ. How can, you, how can you go back? Quote of the day from Tim Keller. It is not the strength of your faith, but the object of your faith that mm. saves you. That's great. The gospel is this. We are, more, we are more sinful and flawed in ourselves than we ever dared believe, yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. Mm. And you know what? It's, it's rest. And so we're talking about slavery in this text. Well, what is the gospel then? It's, it's freedom and it's rest. You know? The gospel leads us to resting in Christ. Mm. And we want you here to know that rest. We want you to experience that rest and to know the joy of the freedom that we have in Christ, um, where our obedience and our good works are no longer driven by the weight of the law. They're driven by our rest. We work from rest. Um, so, you know, we've said before, quote Dallas Willard, the gospel is not opposed to working, it's opposed to earning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Paul is warring yeah. against here as well. Any I final thoughts? I just was going to say, I definitely see that in verse six, you know, uh, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision counts for anything. So if you take that literally, the idea of counting for something, like it's kind of an accounting term. Uh, Kelsey knows numbers. <laughs> I struggle with them, them numbers. Uh, son of an, account, an accountant that did not learn, did not catch those things. But, um, you know, like it, it's, it's our it, obedience. Obedience doesn't count towards anything, but only faith working through love. Faith working through love is going to be obedience in the sense of like uh, that right, proper motivation uh, of loving one another. So there's obedience still part of it. It's just being produced by rest in Christ. You're not trying to count for something. You're not trying to earn. You're not trying to merit those things. It's just a natural outflow produced by the Holy Spirit, grounded in the grace of God. It's being produced in you. So obedience is happening. Works are happening, but they're not to earn. They're from that position of rest. They're because of who you are in Christ, not to become who you could be in Christ. Mm. Yeah, and I think that phrase, faith working through love, let's, uh, we're going to dedicate a whole podcast to a little teaser for (laughs) the next one because I think that phrase is so powerful 
um, when it's understood. And, and it's such a profound summary of our walk with God and our sanctification. To understand that phrase mm-hmm. is to understand what God is asking of mm-hmm. you and how he wants us to live. Um, faith working through love, faith motivated by love, faith empowered by love. So we'll talk about that maybe in a future episode. Um, but Kelsey, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure. And uh, Caleb, thanks between you know all your glances at the new uniform of Liverpool. Um, was that the last show or this that was, one? That was, that was, that was the last show. <laughs> uh, you just spoiled the magic behind the curtain. These last two weeks have been recorded in one hour time frame. That's right. So, uh, well, Kelsey, I hope uh, hope you'll join us again. We've, we've enjoyed having you as uh, you know part of our panel. Um, but just be aware that you know the, the more you slip into a co-host role, the more uh, you're made fun of by yeah. The that host. checks out. So it happens. Yeah, it happens. That's because we love you. Right? <laughs> so, well, thanks for listening today. This show is brought to you by That Vacation Company for all your vacation needs. Uh, follow That Vacation Company on Instagram and Twitter at That Vacation Co. Also an awesome podcast. What a great time to see the world. And uh, the the rates are good too. So you you should check that out. So thanks for listening today. And please, above all, remember until next time that Jesus is enough.